not going to be the Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. What an opportunity to play, and the Jets have given me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, welcome back to the Battered Fins Fans Podcast. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, the Battered Jet fan himself, flaunting, flaunting some new Jets memorabilia for the Battered Jets fan show. Sir, you want to show off that mug real quick, too? Uh, I put it away. I watched oh, it. Okay, well, you've got a mug as well, but, you know, you know, <laughs> fucking Jet shit. Who wants that? But. Nonetheless, Danny G, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing pretty great, sir. I, I, I randomly saw that I just became blurry on the camera for some reason. Yep. But yep. I'm doing great. You know, I don't look great right now. I am we'll excited. The draft is, what, like three weeks away, give or take? Yes, yes. I am, I am extremely hyped, man. It, it, this year, it feels like every passing week, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, something else is coming up, right? Because it's the draft, right. two or three weeks. And then right after the draft, I don't think people have realized Every year for the last couple of years, the schedule drops exactly two weeks after mm -hmm. round one of the drafts. So that means two weeks after or that Thursday, whether it be May 11th or 10th or so, Give or take. you're going to get that, that schedule release and things. We just get rolling, training and, camp and all that other good stuff. And then we start planning for, all right, what trips do we want to make this year? We know when they're going to be. We know what dates we're going to be. We're we able to start circling dates on the calendar. Uh, you know, you still don't have a quarterback, but nonetheless – you still want to see your team at the day, regardless who's that quarterback. For sure. It's just uh, the heartbreak's a little worse when, you you know, it's a good quarterback. Right, right. But nonetheless, you mentioned you mentioned the draft being a few weeks away. A few weeks away. Whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I did um, a few weeks back? I said I wanted to start doing a hat giveaway for the draft. You know, they draft every year on the same time. They draft the – the new draft hats for this year, the Dolphins draft two styles. And I said, you know what? I want to give some hats away. And that first hat went to Mr. Finn Fan Almighty, a.k.a. Kurt, on Twitter. Um, picked them out at random. Did put all the names in the wheel. So congratulations to him. Um, check the tracking on that today. And it shows that it's uh, it hasn't been received by your local um, uh, post office yet. But it is on the way. So be on the lookout for that. But, Danny, nonetheless... Being that we are three weeks away, we're gonna start talking players, right? We have to start yes, talking sir. players. We have to start talking important players time. To, to fill out this team. And I'm gonna give the alley oop to you because I said pick a player, something that you think is gonna be available um, for us when it comes to the 51st pick. And uh, you you kind of caught me by surprise with who you thought we should go for. So the floors are yours, sir. Who do you think we should go with the 51st pick in the second round? Well, I know that a lot of people are saying you guys have overdone it with the defense, right? You guys yes. are set on defense. Yes. I don't think that with the top pick, right, second second round, 51st pick, yeah. there's no reason to go defense, right? We're thinking I agree. I'm going to agree. And it's what, with you. And I would assume that the majority of people, right, they're not thinking wide receiver. You guys are pretty much set at wide receiver. Facts. You're not, you're not thinking maybe running back. Maybe if something really good is available. But for the most part, I think you guys are, are set at running back. A couple of people have been mentioning Jamar Gibbs out of Alabama as a, as a potential running back to take in the second round. I, I, I don't agree with it, but that's nonetheless. I don't think you'll be going Q, QB in the second round. No, no. So I would assume that everybody's more or less focused in on protecting the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So this is where I'm going with it. I think that you guys need to protect Tua, right? 
I feel that that is the most important thing for the success of the Miami Dolphins for this coming up season. I mean, for this coming season. Yeah. But I went a little different with it because I started looking at the players that would be available more or less in the middle of the second round, which more or less what you guys potentially available, right. right? And from what I saw, none of the tackles nor guards really excited me. One player that I saw in a lot of mock drafts and a lot of experts, right? You don't really know what they're talking about because some teams, you know, just randomly surprise you and take somebody that supposed to go in the third round in the first round. Ted Ginn Jr. The for the ninth overall pick. Just, just throwing that out. But there. remember, it's Ted Ginn and his family. That's right. But, Ted Ginn Jr. and his family. But just going based off of what everybody's saying, this player might be available in the middle of the second round. Now, you might have to package maybe your second and, let's say, a sixth round pick to move up a couple spaces to get him, but I think it would be worth it. Now, I'm talking about Darnell Washington, tight end for the Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. Okay? Tell this me about the boy. 6'7", 260. He can he, he can't outrun maybe cornerbacks, but he can outrun just about every linebacker that's going to line up next to him to defend yep. him. Now, the biggest reason I think that this guy is what you guys need on offense. Tell me about it. You guys lost Mike Kosecki. Mm-hmm. obviously the best receiving tight end on your team. Yes. This kid can catch. But not only can he catch, he's good all around. He loves to block. Everybody's saying that when you have him on your team, it's basically like having six offensive linemen. I'm Damn. sorry, but if you have a tight end option that is almost like – I mean, he's 6'7", 260, man. Yeah. And if you look at his highlights, he wasn't just blocking safeties that were blitzing. Like he, ha- he was playing against – SEC competition, and he was holding his own with these outside linebackers from these schools, big-name schools, and he's holding his own. He was in every single passing play that he stayed in to block. He didn't give up one pressure last year. This kid, if he is available, not only can he block and be that sixth offensive lineman, which is why Mike Kosecki couldn't get on the field, Mm -hmm. but he could also run out there. He's got the speed at 6'7", 260, and he's got hands and can catch. This kid is a freak of nature, and if you guys get him, that would be a crazy steal. Now, again, everybody's saying he's going to fall to the more or less the middle of the second round. Will he fall all the way to 51? It's a possibility. Would I take that risk and wait? No. If I see he's falling into the mid to late 40s, I'm packaging my sixth or seventh round pick with my 51st, and I'm moving up four or five spaces, and I'm taking this freak. I'll, I'll tell you this. When you, when you text me the name – and, and I saw the position he played, I, I said to myself, do we really need a tight end, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The answer is yes, we do need a tight end, but do we need a tight end that that high? Then I went and looked at the tape because, you know, mm-hmm. this is what we do. We don't, we don't study players until we start getting these lists from all the ESPNs, NFL Networks, Fox Sports of the world that say these are the potential players that are going to be available and said draft. Around, now, around what you pick, right? Uh-huh. Right. Now, most, most fans... Um, I would say they do what we do. We wait for the names. We go look them up. There's some fans who go hardcore. They're already studying players that are coming out next year. We're not about that life. We want to no. know what could potentially be available to us. And then we start looking at what what players may drop, may drop and whatnot. When you look at the tape of this Mr. Darnell Washington, he jumps out at you. Right, and he's he's ranked the third best tight end in the draft, but that's because he can't catch as well as the top two. Right, but he's better all around as far as blocking. The kid I is agree. a monster. I agree, he's a and you monster. don't. And you remember uh, one of the things that was that was one of our biggest gripes last year was you need a red zone body to go up and catch the ball 
Mr. Yep. Darnell Washington fits that role the same way Mike Gesicki should have filled that role. But because of the inability to stay as a full-time blocker, you couldn't keep him out there. Because you knew that if he was in, he was going for a pass. But if you have a Darnell Washington, you could, you could play around. You could play around with it. He may stay in blocking sometimes. He may go out there in the red zone and be that big target that you need to basically go up and catch that ball from Tua. I, I like the pick a, a lot. You know, by all means, Twitter, YouTube, let us know what you feel about Darnell Washington, Danny. But Alas, let's talk about my boy. My boy is not as sexy, by the way, not as sexy, because I agree that we need to protect Tua. Mm -hmm. I think that should be your number one priority. Like you said, sure. defense is set. Wide yep. receivers are set. Whatever, yep. However you feel about Cedric Wilson, I think he'll have a, a bounce back here. Is he going to be what he was in Dallas? Probably not. But I think he could fill Trent Sherfield's shoes and what he did for us. And running the defense back, is set. Running back. I feel perfectly fine with Raheem Mostert and um, Jeff Wilson coming back. I like that. Miles Gaskin, pass catching, running back out of the backfield. I feel comfortable with that. I think we have enough weapons on offense that if we don't go Darnell Washington, we should go this guy. Sir, out of TCU, Mr. Steve Avila. Now, I don't know if you went and saw some of his highlights on YouTube, but I'll tell you, I like Steve Avila a lot, and here's the main reason. He plays center. But he's also can move over to guard, which he played mm -hmm. a lot of guard um, this past season TCU, for them yeah. at TCU. Why do I bring that up? You had um, this. Oh my God, his name slipped slipped my mind right now. Our center that we just picked up from Dallas that originally is a guard and started playing center for us this year. Ooh, his mind slipped me. But you guys know exactly who I'm talking about, Danny. If you could fill me in while I while I drop this uh, tidbit on him, the fact that he can play center, you could draft this kid to play center for you or move over to guard, even though the guy we just picked up from Dallas, which Danny's looking up for me right now, he literally was rated one of the best centers in the league. So by all means, if it works, let, let it be. But that means that now you don't have to worry about Liam Eikenberg because you know Robert Hunt is holding down that right guard spot. You can move Steve Avila to the left guard spot, and now you have yourself a great interior set. Connor Williams. Connor Williams. So you have – think about it from this. You have Teron Armstead. You have Mr. Steve Avila, you have Connor Williams, and you have Robert Hunt. Now the only position of any type of worry is that right tackle position. And I get it, guys. Right tackle is still a big question mark. Austin Jackson. Especially for a left-handed quarterback. Right. You don't know what you're going to get off Austin Jackson. You don't know if this will be the year he comes in and just blows everybody's mind away. It could happen. But I'm very big on offensive linemen, especially in the, with the 51st pick. Danny, you know that Steve Avila, out of 500-plus pass blocking um, pass blocking attempts this past year. You know how many sacks he gave up? You know what impressed me the most is that he looked like a stud in the playoffs when he mm -hmm. played against Michigan and Georgia, two of the yep. top defenses in the country, and he was standing these guys up. Uh, I, those are the highlights that I watched today when you told me about this kid. Yeah, And, I mean, obviously – there's not many needs. I, I think the, the Dolphins are well-rounded. You're, you're counting on Tua's health is really what's going to really yes, propel you facts. and the offensive line staying healthy. And you guys just got to you gotta sure up that offensive line. So this is the way to go. The only reason I said tight end is because you have in a, a, you have space to improve at tight end. Yes. And he helps to help block because he's a good blocking tight end. But Durham outside Smythe, of that, you... Durham Smythe uh -huh. is serviceable, but he's no Darnell Washington. Like no. Durham Smythe could block for you, but do you want him in there all game where you could potentially have a Durham Washington? So I'm, I'm with you. I think your your pick is a solid pick. 
but I'm still you know so who- worried about the interior of our line at left guard, and then I'm really worried at right tackle. So immediate need for me is Steve Avila to fill up that left guard hole. Darnell Washington reminded me of when I was watching highlights of OJ Howard when he was coming out of college. Oh shit! But that's not. Uh, was, let's not. Let's not hope he has that, the OJ that, Howard NFL well, career. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> a lot of these freak freaking natures. I don't know yeah. if they translate to the NFL. Usually, if you're a good guard, you're you're picked high. For the most part, those guards transition into the NFL pretty well. I agree. So I think that your your pick might be safer. Uh, I think it definitely feeds a need because Ross Mike could hold his own if, if at tight end. Yeah. I just think that maybe if this Darnell Washington kid is available and he does pan out, I mean, he's worth a gamble. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think you could go wrong either way. Steve Avila will fill the need that you have a left guard because think about it. You're already giving um, Liam Meikenberg plenty of shots to take over that left guard role, and he hasn't been able to do so yet. Same thing with Austin Jackson on the right-hand side. But you lost Mike Gesicki, that big body tight end that you need to go up and catch some balls. Darnell Washington fills that hole as well. So again, no knock to your pick at all. If if you if you put a gun to my head right now and we're staying put at 51st, if both players are available, it's going to be very hard for me to decide which one I'm going with. But because of how much I want to protect Tua and give him the me- best chance to succeed, I think he has enough offensive weapons around him that now I want to protect him as much as possible. And I'd probably go Steve Avila. That makes complete sense. And, and I'm with you. I was trying to think a little outside the box. But yeah, the safest bet, like I said, I was thinking home run because – that's that's a pick. Somebody, because yeah. you can you can draft Darnell Washington, and then three years down the line, when they do those you know those redraft twenty twenty three draft, right. all of a sudden he's like a top ten pick, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, how the hell did he fall all the way to fifty one or forty seven or whatever it may be? But definitely, I think Steve Avila is the safer pick. I I, I appreciate that, and I think that that's the right we should go. But you know how we do here. We enjoy the feedback that you guys drop to us in our comment section on YouTube. We drop we. We, we want you to drop it. What, what do you think we should go at 51st? And remember, additionally, I told everybody on Twitter, it's going to be another hat giveaway this upcoming Friday on the 7th. Same same scenario. Make sure you're following me because when I pick your name, I want to be able to, t- to be able to DM you. Um, additionally, follow us here on the Batter Fins Fan on YouTube channel. I got it. You know, we want to we know that you're enjoying the content that we're dropping. And if you don't like it, let us know how we can improve. We're, we're open to construction criticism. They're probably going to say to stop wearing these stupid hats. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's like, take that fucking Jets hat off. But nonetheless, yeah. we enjoy dropping this content for you guys. And what are we going to do next week, Danny? We're going to drop another 15, 20-minute show on what we do in the third round because we have two picks in the third round. So next week, we'll have two players to discuss because they're basically yeah. like w- within 15 picks of each other. So next week, we'll drop two more players. And you know what? Two more players. Following Friday, I'll give two hats away. How about that, Danny? Two hats away on the following two player. I say we do that. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this was the draft episode for the Batter Fin Fans podcast. As always, I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, the Batter Jets fan, and we is out. Peace. Peace.